The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, September the 2nd. We're inching closer to football and to get you ready for the NFL season in 2020. We want to make sure your bets are locked and loaded. So gambling week, best week of the season, rolls right along with great friend of the program, Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. Um, I don't, you have several, like 15 different titles. Because you do wager talk and you do the Mer- <laughs> Kelly Murray show, and then of course you do a bunch of stuff with B- BR betting, um, and you're on TV a lot. So I don't know what to. I don't know if you're like BR senior gambling analyst or like what's. No, that? we they call me uh, their bet the BR betting insider because I don't right. like the word expert. I think it just seems a little pretentious. So we decided insider worked. Uh, wager talk. I'm their director of media relations, aka I host a lot of their videos and tell people when. Their IG videos look terrible, and it's it's really fun. That's my favorite part of the job. Uh, no, all jokes aside, and then I have the Kelly and Murray podcast with John Murray from the Westgate, which is pretty much uh, an hour of you harassing utter, John Murray. Yes, absolute yeah. nonsense mixed with some bets, mixed with some some football talk, some basketball talk, and a uh, little bit little bit of Vegas. I always try to get him to tell some really good Vegas stories. He never does somehow. Has he been on this podcast? Was he on this podcast last week, last year, Diva, for Game of the Week? Was he? I don't think crazy? so. No. We'll have to have he him on. on this podcast? He was on something I did. I thought it was this podcast. Maybe not. You do a lot. Anyway, yeah, go check out their podcast. It's great. Um, and, of course, Kelly, uh, we've known each other for a long time. Used to work together. And uh, now you're now you're famous, but you were kind enough to come on the uh, come on the show and, and hang out. We're going to talk Super Bowl bets. And the reason we're doing Super Bowl bets is not because – like, so we did win totals earlier in the week. You can check those out with RJ White. Um, we're going to, you know, do week one best bets. We did division odds with Larry Hartstein yesterday, and we're sort of aligning this with our editorial stuff. So make sure and check out the stories on the site as well. You can get our writers best picks and best bets. Uh, it's kind of interesting because if you go on the site, I think if you find like six writers that think something is definitely going to happen in the NFL this year, you should go bet the opposite because yes. it'll probably happen. You nailed it. That is exactly how I make my season win total bets. The teams that everybody is talking about last year, what were those teams? They were the Jets, the Browns, and the Bears. It was just one of those years where, you know, look, and no disrespect to anybody that's a talking head, right? I I appreciate the work that you put in, but 
gambling is still new to a lot of America, sure. right? And so to understand things where the, where you can actually figure things out, like the Broncos are only favored in six games, yet their season win total is seven and a half, right? The, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored in nine games. Their season win total is nine, right? Sometimes those things align. Sometimes they don't. And when people look at from a scheduling standpoint, I understand why they think things are going to happen, but we know in the gambling world, that's not how it plays out. Okay. So, you know, a couple, two points on that. One, it was interesting. I've, so I've been sort of dabbling in some U.S. Open tennis bets because, you know, DJ and whatnot. And I like watching tennis. Uh, two, oh, and I was reading a, I was reading like something from Ben Coley, like a European, like betting tips for the, for the U.S. Open. It's weird. If you read it, if you read like a story on American, like an American, like a CBSSports.com story where we give out picks, it's like, you know, this is a stone cold lock of the week. It's, and, and then it's like, and then the pick colon and like big, you know, and it's like very like definitive. And, and this guy, one of the things he read, he was talking about an over in a tennis bet. He was like, like the way he phrased the pick was like, there's a reasonable chance of it. Ha- or it's like, like, yeah, it could kind of happen. And it's, but like, that sort of makes more sense because it's not, there's nothing that is a stone cold lock. Like there are probabilities and people need to understand that it's never guaranteed that something is going to happen. And then to your point about the media, uh, P- uh, PGA live has been doing these DraftKings promos throughout the, through the last few months of this is they partner up and they're like, they have the on air PGA live talent, read the matchups and then make picks. And it is cringe worthy. I mean, it is, they're, they're like, yeah, all right. So, uh, and I'm glad that they put the explanation of what you have to do with the odds up there because you know, we need that for everybody. And that's like, amazing. Let yeah, me know. know next time that's on. And you're absolutely right. It is so fade worthy. I joke with the kids at BR. Sometimes they're like, Kelly, why do you like to fade us? I go, because sometimes fading you guys is easier than me doing the work myself. Um, and if you guys are picking, you know, 48%. That means I'm picking 52. You know, those are all jokes aside. Those are really funny things to, to listen to those guys try to break down why Tiger Woods is a $2 favorite over, I don't know, Justin Thomas. He's not, but you get the idea. Right. Cause it, there's usually a reason and it's because you have to pay a premium for guys named Tiger Woods. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Let's dive into the Super Bowl bets because we're going to talk about the top tier teams. And so I said the rundown I sent you said like, do any of these teams present value? And the answer may simply be no, none of them do. But I am curious what you think in 2020, Kelly, because with a shortened season uh, or a shortened off season, excuse me, and the pandemic and the lack of practice and all that, it stands to reason that the better teams, the teams with consistency are going to come out of the gate hot and be able to be good over the course of the seasons. For instance, the Chiefs are five and a half to one to win the Super Bowl. That's a, te- that's a terrible number. Like you should never bet on somebody who's five and a half to win the Super Bowl because too much has to go right for you to win a title, especially coming off a Super Bowl season and football is so just random and lucky that it's unlikely to happen. However, I do have in the back of my head this idea that maybe the Chiefs at, at, at five and a half to one could actually be decent value just because they're such a good football team. When you look at the top six teams, Chiefs five and a half, Ravens six to one, 49ers seven to one, Saints 12 to one, Buccaneers 12 to one, and Cowboys 15 to one. Does anybody stand out to you as someone you'd like to wager on? So talking about Super Bowl bets in general, in Vegas, we speak to them being quote unquote bad value bets yes. anyway, because the hold percentage is so high. So something to keep in mind of. Also, I don't like to usually bet Super Bowl, uh, futures because I don't like tying up my money for nine months. I'm a little bit different. Now, of course, there's other outlets you can bet at. If you can not have to walk to a window, 
as vague as I can be there. And maybe you want to throw a flyer on a couple of these guys. You hit the nail on the head, though. The number one thing I'm looking at for teams, at least from this season's perspective, because we are in a unique environment, is continuity. Who is returning the most guys? Who has had their head coach in place for a couple of years? Who's had the same starting O-line, quarterback, and a couple of key guys on offense and defense, right? Like, I understand there's only a few teams that fit that narrative, but those are the teams, in theory, that should be better than they were the year before, or at least the same. As far as the Chiefs go, sure. Do I think the Chiefs have a good shot to repeat? Yeah, absolutely. The AFC West is not that great, in my opinion. I've heard so many people try to tell me it's the best division in football, you're wrong. This year, it's probably the NFC North. That being said, we'll get to them in a Here's little bit. AFC West or yeah. AFC North? Do you think it's no. the NFC North? I like the NFC North a lot this year. Wow, I, I know. Would, I thought you like I said. Think a, I thought you said it wrong. No, I think it's a really tough division. I, I we'll get to them in a little bit. But okay. as far as okay, let's look at the Cowboys here at fifteen to one. The Cowboys have one of the easiest schedules on paper, right? They don't have Jason Garrett as their head coach anymore, which is always a good thing in my eyes. Dak's got a lot to prove. I think their Super Bowl odds are a little bit low. I don't think that anybody in this first tier, anything under 20 to 1, is worth a bet to me. Again, to tie up for nine months, I want to find my spots to bet on teams throughout the season. And if I want a Super Bowl ticket, I want something awesome. I want a 25 to 1. I want a 30 to 1 um, to give you something to root for. During that whole time. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's a, that's, it's a great point. And we should, you know, we, we say, you know, we do these stories on CBSports.com and we do these, you know, podcasts and we're like, you know, here, this is a Super Bowl bet I love. Well, we have to make a Super Bowl pick, but that doesn't mean you always have to make a Super Bowl bet. I mean, it is, you are tying up your money for a large period of time. Now it's easier if you have a local and it's on a credit or whatever. Uh, but you, and you're also, like you're not getting good odds. Almost inherently, like the true odds of one of these teams winning the Super Bowl, it has to be higher than what is actually out there. And that's why people in ba- like smart gamblers do typically don't take the Super Bowl odds unless they can find somebody who's just a crazy value. You know, like a like a and maybe we'll get one, but I mean, like you know, somebody who's like a thirty to one that really should be more like fifteen to one because of how they perceive that team to be. And you also have to think about it like this: if the let's say the Cowboys go ten and six. And they finish as the fourth seed and they, they get into the playoffs easily. They win the division, which none of that would be shocking. Well, they're probably going to be like 15 to one to win the Super Bowl anyway. You know, like they're, they're, a very good point. There's Super Bowl odds going in. Like if they, now if they go 14 and two and they're the number one seed in the NFC, then they're going to be like five to one. Well, or something maybe- to also consider here is the Cowboys are a very public team, right? We have yes. certain teams that we know the public loves the back, the Cowboys, the Packers. Now it seems to be the Bucks. Or any other team Tom Brady's ever going to be on, probably just the Bucks. But the Patriots used to be a very public team as well. And there would be points in time they were only plus 275 to repeat to win the Super Bowl. And guess how many times that happened? Not very often, not yeah. to lock up your money um, for that significant period of time. But yeah, I mean, there's some definite standouts that I think are worth a flyer at, in the 20 to 1, 30 to 1 range. Well, let's see. Yeah, right. Well, so are you. Are you more or less likely to bet on the Saints or the, like the Saints versus the Buccaneers, for instance? Okay. So to me, I've already bet the Bucs season win total under. Ooh. I don't think, I don't think this team is that great. I think that the NFC South has a three dog, uh, three dogs in the race with the Saints, with the Falcons and the Bucs. That being said, I don't think the Panthers are going to be as bad as everybody seems to think they are. 
I, I really like Matt Rule. Speaking of continuity, they don't have a ton. Teddy Bridgewater, we know, is athletic. Christian McCaffrey is going to just run the hell out of the ball. But I, looking through my numbers, I don't have the Panthers anything less than a three-and-a-half-point underdog to all three of those teams at home. Wow. So what does that tell us? That tells us that the Panthers – could possibly win all three of those games. So something to look at there as well. If you're going to make me choose from this top of this list, uh, I guess I'll take the Saints at 12 to 1. I think that's the pick. They have continuity across the board. They're sort of going for it in Drew Brees' final year. You're getting a little bit of a discount because the Buccaneers have changed, like dramatically changed the odds in the division. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like even though, even though, I mean, Tom Brady has cha- Tom Brady inherently changes how the division will play out, but it, more importantly, it has shifted the odds it, to make the Saints more valuable. Like you get the Saints at a pretty reasonable price to win the division, which is something I would rather I do. Think the than Saints better. are what a mi- uh, minus a dollar twenty to win right? the division. Like, it's something cheap. Yeah, that's the bet, not the not the Saints to win the Super Bowl, because you're going to get you can get the Saints at like nine to one to win the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl starts, because the Chiefs and whoever's coming out of the NFC is going to have better odds. Well, just right favorite. now, the AFC is favored in the Super Bowl by two and a half. I exactly. mean, yeah. that tells you all you need to know about the two, the two conferences. Like you could board, if, if the Saints are playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they're not going to be two to one, but they're going to be like plus 150, you know? So, I mean, you know, is it like, is it really worth it to bet them 12 to one to win the Super Bowl? I would say no. So let's move to that second tier that you mentioned, because I agree with you. I don't think betting on any of the top tier teams, it, it's just not worth it. Like, were you going to put a hundred bucks on the Chiefs? Right now, yeah. now if you do hey, it, if you're a Chiefs fan, sure, go for it. If yeah, you're a Chiefs maybe. fan and you want to cheer for them to go to the Super Bowl and you want to fly around it, sure. But in, other than that, no, no respectable better is going to bet that team to repeat. It, you're going to find your spots throughout the season that make the most sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next team to look at: Seahawks twenty to one, Eagles twenty to one, Patriots twenty to one, which is a sight that I didn't think I'd see. Uh, Vikings 25, Bills 25, Packers 25, Colts 25, Steelers 25 to 1, and then the Rams and Titans at 30 to 1. Do you, do you ever recall seeing the Patriots at this number? No, of course not. Not since I've been betting sports. Not really since I've really even been into sports. Let's see. I'm trying to think of the last time would have been what, 2004, maybe? Well, 2000, I bet they weren't, I bet they were 20 to 1 or more, maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, basically since I've lived in Vegas, definitely not. Um, are you going to count out Belichick? I don't think you can. I, I'm a big Cam Newton fan this year. I think if he can stay healthy, and that is going to be the whole question with every single one of these guys in this, almost every single quarterback in here gives me a what if, except for the Seahawks. I know what we're getting from Russell Wilson. Seahawks should be improved on defense. You mentioned the NFC West. I do think the NFC West is a tough division. I do think the Cardinals are going to be in the mix. I've downgraded the Rams. Maybe I'm crazy for counting them out, but I, I do think it, the Seahawks will win their division, which then you put them in the mix, depending on which seed they would be. 20 to 1 might be some value there. Uh, as far as the Eagles go, I mentioned the continuity. By, by the way, just Sorry. real quickly. No, no, you're fine. I was going to say, uh, I looked it up on Pro Football Reference. They have historical uh, Super Bowl odds. I guess I could look that up before the show if I was worth a crap, but I didn't. Uh, the 2001 Patriots that won the Super Bowl, 60 to one. Whoa. Six and a half. And then even the next year, 20 to one to win the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, of course. 15 to one in 2003 and six to one in 2004. 
Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. I, I look, and again, we can look back at historically what was value, what was it? Yeah, it's 60 to one. Sure. Anybody who was holding a 60 to one ticket probably felt pretty good about that. Uh, if you're holding a, a five to one, six to one ticket, not so much. Um, yeah, but if you're holding a six, like if you're holding a 60 to one ticket, and you, you, you're not exactly thrilled when Drew Bledsoe gets destroyed and this Tom Brady six round pick fella has to come in for him, you know? Like, you're no, not, not like at you, all. You bet him 61 thinking Bledsoe is going to be awesome and Belichick could turn it around. And all of a sudden you're like the quarterback's injured. You think you're screwed. But that's exactly how I feel about almost everybody in this list. So look, the Eagles, Carson Wentz. I just mentioned Cam Newton. We know he's been hurt in the past. It sounds like he's healthy. Uh, let's see. Aaron Rodgers is absolutely a great quarterback and I don't want to discredit him, but everything I'm hearing out of the green Bay locker room is not good. Hmm. Go on Phillip rivers, 25 to one. I'll, I'll circle back to the green Bay one here in a minute, but Philip rivers, 25 to one. I don't think so. I can't trust him. The one that sticks out to me here is the Steelers at 25 to one. I, and what could potentially be big Ben's last year. It's got plenty of weapons. This, the Steelers team, I really think are, is one of the most well-coached teams in the league. With Mike Tomlin, I mentioned I wasn't high on the Rams. I think the Titans see regression. But circling back, I mean, look, look, look what we have here. We have Aaron Rodgers, who replaced Brett Favre. And now what are we seeing full circle? Aaron Rodgers, a little nervous. He may be replaced by Jordan Love. Yep. We know that he pushed out McCarthy. And now it sounds like he and Matt LaFleur aren't exactly best buddies. So when you don't have that good rapport with your head coach, what tends to happen? The Packers last season... They won nine games by eight points or less. Yeah. One possession games. How much luck goes into those? Hey, I was there during the Lions game. Let me tell you, that was a lot of luck for them to win that one. That being said, I think that we're going to see a lot of the same from the Packers this year. I bet their season went total under. We'll get to that later on as well. But this Packers team, I'm not that high on. If, so if I have to choose from this mix, I think that there's some value on the Patriots at 20 to one. Cause again, you can't discount Belichick. Steelers, 25 to one. The, the Vikings is a weird team for me. Mm. Kirk Cousins, I love him so much when he's good Kirk Cousins, but when he's bad Kirk Cousins, he is the most infuriating guy on the planet. Uh, so I'm going to just put him as like the X factor that makes me very nervous at times. Coach Zimmer is one of the best ATS coaches in the country. I, you bang that, you bang that drum all the time. Like Zimmer kills it against the spread. He kills it. So, yes, do I think the Vikings are going to win that division? Yes, I do. Um, I think the Lions will be in the mix in that division. I think the Packers will be in the mix, and I think the Bears will be in the mix. That's why, I guess, top to bottom, I think they're the toughest division. That okay. being said, I don't know how deep they can go in the playoffs. I, maybe they got that monkey off their back beating the Saints last year. But at 25-1, to 1, then you have to decide, okay, am I going to hedge first round of the playoffs? no. Uh, it's difficult. This Viking team is very difficult, but regular season ATS, I love this team. I think they're great, and I'll be backing them week to week in well, how, appropriate spots. How much does it concern you that they're not going to be fans at home? Because they had a really good home field advantage before. And now I guess they'll be able to pump noise in there. But, I mean, this team went – like this team – the other thing with the Vikings too, they went 10-6 and six last year, which is very good. You know, they had the eighth most points in the NFL and fifth fewest points allowed. And they still only won 10 games and then they got steamrolled in the playoffs. I feel like a little bit like their ceiling is capped. And as much as I like Mike Zimmer and I love Dalvin Cook and I like Kirk Cousins, I feel like those three guys sort of capped them just because like Zimmer is inherently going to be conservative, you know? 
He is. And this is the interesting thing. So we can talk about home field advantage, right? Okay. So you have familiarity for home field. We know that if there aren't going to be fans, I know that we're now starting to hear that certain places are going to have 25% of fans, 50% of fans, whatever it may be. What, how much artificial noise are they going to be able to pump in? What's the NFL going to say about, you know, certain sirens, noises, whatever, right? And we know that certain places are much louder. Kansas City, Seattle, right? So even those guys, I'm only giving them three and a half points for home field advantage. The Vikings, I give them two and a half. The Saints, if it's a playoff game, I give them the most. Usually the Mercedes Dome is very loud. So these are things you have to consider. But you still get to sleep in your own bed the night before. You still remember, mm. you've still played in that stadium a ton of times for most of these guys. That's where you either practice, do your walkthroughs, whatever it is, like before the game. I think that you still have to give them a little bit of an edge. And so I'm going to start off by giving the guys, the teams week one, one and a half points for home field advantage. Okay. Just because the travel schedule sounds like it's going to be absolutely. Yeah, like, like these guys are not going to be doing travel that they're used to. They're going to be. Like showing up the day before the game and then like a quick getting, walk having, through having like Corona tests jammed up their noses and all that stuff or saliva yeah. slobs, whatever it is. I mean, it's just not going to be normal, you know? No. And it's not going to be fun. And you know, you and I were talking about before this with like the NBA bubble, like we can't bubble these NFL players up, but they're still not going to be able to go do anything. They're going to be confined to their hotel rooms. They're not going to get to go have a team dinner. Probably most likely they're going to get room service. They're not, this travel schedule is not going to be fun. So I think you have to have some sort of home field advantage to an extent. Maybe you don't call it a home field advantage, but the guys that are going to be at home. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is and, and we're going to try to make the most of it. And I think you just have to adjust accordingly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So when you just to circle back on the NFC North, do you think the people like myself and some of the analytically inclined folks around the NFL media picking the lions to win the division have lost their minds? I think that, okay, look, so I said, if I thought, this is the honest to God truth, I like Matt Patricia as a Belichick disciple. He has yet to kind of get over that hump. The other problem is he has yet to have a healthy quarterback. Mm. So and you don't I, like my Matthew Stafford for MVP pick then? I Listen, I said it. I did. I said on the BR show, I said, you got to look at Matthew Stafford if he can stay healthy. And that's the same thing with the Lions to win the division. How much are you willing to take on that X factor yeah. The other thing is, is I need to know defensively that the Lions are going to step up and are going to be the team that they should be on paper. There's um, certainly nothing to suggest that they're going to be like great defensively out of nowhere. No, but I do think that because Patricia is supposed to be defensive minded and he did come from Belichick that at some point in time, we've got to see a new page turned here. And this is the year. If that defense doesn't step up this year, how long does Matt Patricia have a head coaching job? Well, if they, if they win, Seven games and the defense sucks. He's fired, I would guess. Okay. Well, and there we are. So at some point in time, we've got to see the wheels start progressing forward. Uh, I think the Bears, as we talked about the NFC North, I think the Bears are going to be in the mix. I do think the Packers digress a little bit, but I could still see this team winning eight games. I think the Vikings will win 10. This will, this will be a fun division, but could the Lions sneak in somehow and just shock the world? Yeah, sure. All right. And to your point on the Steelers, I think the Steelers are a good bet at 25 to one. Cause if you have a healthy Ben, you can get hot. Um, I actually like the Colts at 25 to one. I know that, you know, look, this is the third or fourth straight day that someone's come on this podcast and insulted Philip Rivers. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. I'm not angry. Well, I have, 
I don't want to hate Philip Rivers. Okay. You have a Philip Rivers plus doll right behind your, right behind your setup. You definitely do. No, this is my problem. Okay. And this has nothing to do with Philip himself. I'm sure he's a great guy for whatever reason. Since I've been betting the NFL, the quarterback that is the bane of my existence, Hmm. if I bet against him is Philip Rivers. And when I bet on him, it's even worse. It is so infuriating. And I don't know if I just couldn't get the Chargers games down. I don't know what it was. So I'm I'm there with you. I've been there. I lost a S ton of money on that game on the set. It was the Saturday night game in Arrowhead. The Chargers would store back. Rivers was getting MVP buzz. Alex Smith was the quarterback. They were going to go to Arrowhead and take the division. It was their time and uh, lost it all. So, I was with you. Yeah. Now, what I've learned since then, and it may, it's it's over now because Rivers has left the Chargers, but is to, you got to, when, when it looks obvious that the Chargers are making a run, just find the banana peel game and swoop in and take the other team. And I made a lot of money go. with the Chiefs the last few years. So, like, that's what you have to realize with the Chargers. Now, I'm curious because, like, Derwin James out for the season uh, but with, with an injury. I sort of feel like maybe Rivers going somewhere else, maybe the monkey be, will be off his back. Maybe. I think the other thing to consider, too, is this team last year, right before Andrew Luck decided to retire as of, like, the middle of the preseason game, yeah. they, they got him the O-line that he wanted. I do think that we will see the running game have some promise. And he's got a couple of guys that he can get to. The defense will be fine. I think that Phillip having time to do what he needs, he is a capable quarterback. I, I don't want to, to say anything more than that because I do think the Colts have a good shot to win this division. Speaking of capable quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill is all of a sudden capable and Mike mm. Rab- on Mike Rabel's team. I don't really get it. I do think that we will see them digress. The Texans, I love Deshaun Watson. I want to beat that drum all day and cheer for him and that team. But the coach that is the bane of my existence is Bill O'Brien. Mm. It is so frustrating when you bet on a Bill O'Brien team. So frustrating. There are so many... Uh, I'm trying to use a, a, a goofy term someone used the other day. Bill O'Brien is a bonehead is what someone told me. He makes bonehead moves and I laugh yes. and I go, what a dad quote. But it's funny because he does. And as a, as a former Broncos fan, I do love the Broncos, but not really in any betting perspective. I knew at that moment when Bill O'Brien dropped all of those expletives towards Vance Joseph, that it was time <laughs> for Vance Joseph to hit the road. <laughs> I was like, if Bill O'Brien is saying those things to you, we have a problem. So I yeah. do think that, in my opinion, the Colts will win that division. I, I, it's between them and I do think the Titans. But I, yeah. I, I think the Titans are going to have a little bit of regression here. I think De- Derrick Henry is going to still have, of course, a monster year. But Tannehill definitely excelled last year. I don't know if he can put uh, – if, if he can put it all together and be the most efficient quarterback in football for two years in a row. Exactly. Right. And, and you know, look, the other thing too, when we're talking about the Steelers and the Colts and even the Titans being decent value or even the Patriots, those teams are potentially going to have to beat in back-to-back games, the Chiefs and the Ravens before they get to the Super Bowl. So you can even make the case that it's, you'd be better off just money line parlaying them as dogs in the playoffs. Absolutely. And, and rolling then, it over. And then roll it over and just so bet you, on you the, bet the par- You bet the money line, you'd roll it over. It, yeah. it, that's exactly how you want to bet them. 
if you I'm like saying, like, instead of because you're going to get close to twenty five to one. I mean, let's yeah. say let's say that the Saints come out of the let's say you get the Colts in the Super Bowl, Colts or Steelers because they're about twenty five to one in the Super Bowl against the Saints or the 49ers. They're going to be like plus 175, you know, like you could bet them three games in a row on the money line. Just not don't even invest in the Super Bowl odds. Just bet them three games in a row in the money line cuz they're going to be huge dogs. And if they win all three games, you'll get close to 25 to 1 without, yeah, I would say, without putting it down. I, I bet the Colts would be probably four and a half, five point underdogs in the Super Bowl to yeah. An NFC team, if not more. And they'd be I mean, seven point dogs to the Ravens and the, and the Chiefs. Oh yeah. It, so I mean, like that's, yeah. that's seven and a move. half. I mean, we'll see, we'll see some big numbers just because of, do you have to remember so much? And what people don't realize that is built in the line is the public perception. We're talking Absolutely. a point to a point and a half. You had to pay a pre, why did the Chiefs start off one and three against the spread last year? Cause everybody wanted to bet the Chiefs. And so the bookmaker said, okay, here you go. And this year opening line, 10 and a half. I already told everybody I want to bet the Texans. I think I'm only going to bet them in the first half. I, I, I'm scared to bet the Texans because well, because Bill O'Brien. I mean, that's like for the for the but, sole reason that Bill O'Brien. But I don't think he'll screw it up in the first half. I think it'll be something like late in the third quarter, the game flips, and now all of a sudden, you know, the Chiefs go up ten, and I'm going. Right. I'm gonna. They're gonna get blown out. I mean, it's just one of those type of games where that's the I playoff don't, game. The playoff game last year. I mean. <laughs> Oh my God. How could I forget? You're sitting on a Texans bet and all of a sudden, like, you're dead, like, you're not covering at halftime and you're up 24 to nothing. So I'm sitting there. I've got a Texans first half in game bet. My buddy uh, to the left of me, we're sitting at the West Gate. We had the clubhouse. They always come in for the first round or second round of the playoffs, like, whenever. And we're sitting there and he's like, no, no, no. I have a, I have a Chiefs future. And I'm like, I don't care about your Chiefs future. And then the Texans just keeps, and I'm, having the best time of my life and then all hell broke loose. How can I forget that that happened? It was absolutely terrible. I, I, I like bet, I bet the, I live bet the chiefs like five times as soon as like the Texans scored, it was like still, and they covered everything, but like, I was like okay. But once it got to 24, nothing, I was like, okay, I gotta stop. Like this is just stop. And then naturally if I just ha- like, kept hammering, it, I would have made 10 times. But right? I think that's the chiefs play. And that's yeah. just what it is. I, I didn't, I had the under in the super bowl. I didn't have a side. And when the chiefs went down, what were they down? Uh, I don't uh, quite remember, but they were plus two sixty on the live line. I was sitting at Caesar's palace with all 49ers fans. And I just like, it's like, you know what? What do I got in this account? What will they take? And I just bet on the live line because I was like, I, I've seen this show too three, many times. Three weeks in a row. I mean, yeah. they were down, down three weeks in a row and just storm back. Um, okay. Let's take a, uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about some of the longer shots that you might want to look on, including will Kelly's Broncos make a Super Bowl run? The answer might not surprise you. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so I've actually gotten better at those reads, those little break reads. Diva, you did a great job. Good job. Thanks. Um, I teased the Broncos. They are 50 to one to win the Super Bowl. And I look at these long shots and I capped it at 60 to one. Cause I don't think there's, if there's anybody after that, whether it's the Washington football team or the, the Washington Miami football team, the Miami football team or the Carolina football team, um, any of those teams That's that, hilarious. that you're interested in, feel free to throw them out there since the Bengals. Um, but this is, uh, the, the, the Cardinals 40 to one. So Cardinals, Browns, and Falcons, and Chargers, 40 to 1. Or Bears, too, 40 to 1. Texans, Broncos, 50 to 1. Lions, Raiders, 60 to 1. Are you buying or selling the hype on your Denver Broncos? No, and it actually terrifies me. I'm not allowed to say how I really feel about John Elway. I love John Elway, okay? Great guy. He's part of the reason why I started to love the Broncos when I was a kid. Everybody's like, why aren't you a Chiefs fan? You went to K-State. Well, Chiefs are Missouri, fun fact. Denver, my sister married a guy from Denver. And as I was really coming into the sports, like love here was this Denver Broncos team. Right. And they were absolutely awesome. So it was really fun to watch. And I love John. He's terrible at picking quarterbacks. The night Mm -hmm. I met him, uh, the last time I think I saw you, I was on Sammy P's podcast, chicken dinner. And I said, not, not nice things about Trevor Simeon. And he turned right around a couple of weeks later, went to the Chargers and got absolutely shut out. I was at that game. It was terrible. And I have started cursing John ever since going, I don't think you know what you're doing here. We can <laughs> list all these guys, uh, Chad Kelly. I mean, come on. And here's everybody cheering so hard for Drew. I'm not not cheering for Drew. I hope he does well. I just don't know if he is this elusive quarterback John always been looking for prior to Peyton Manning and now after. I mean, Peyton was an on-game, an in-game offensive coordinator on the field. That defense won them the Super Bowl. Point blank, period, the end. This is, you know, we can talk to, you know, he's just like his brother Eli. They won some Super Bowls because of defenses. Congratulations. So, no, I'm not buying this Broncos high. But I do have them favored in seven games. So at seven and a half being their season win total, it's a no play for me. I think that the Broncos are going to have some moments where there may be some good ATS play against them throughout their schedule. Um, as I mentioned, you're going to be paying a premium for some of these other teams, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Bucks. They all play in Denver this year. I may be looking to bet on the Broncos in some of these spots if the line is right. I, again, I, listen, the running game with Philip Lindsay is going to be interesting if it's going to be him or Melvin Gordon. I don't have an answer for you. I'm really excited, really excited for Jerry Judy. I think he's an absolute stud, but it takes time when you come from college to the NFL. You've got to progress. You've got to learn the new system. So would it surprise me if Jerry Judy just had an above average year? No, it wouldn't. I don't think that he's going to come out and just have this awesome breakout year. I think everybody has such high expectations of these kids right out of college where those kind of Things just don't happen all that often. You know, we get so excited about the stud receiver from Clemson or Alabama or whatever, and your team drafts them and everybody goes absolutely nuts. And it's like, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Well, 
No, you're not. <laughs> the guy's one guy. He's probably going to be double teamed half of the games anyway. Yeah, that's the thing is that people, people are like, look at all the flashy weapons the Broncos added, but without realizing that, I mean, what Cortland Sutton is a third year receiver, right? I think he's great. He's great, but they, he's like their most experienced like, wide receiver. Well, look at the Browns last year. They gave Baker every weapon he could ever have. And what happened? The media overhyped the value there. They weren't cohesive. There was too many egos on and off the field. And oh, by the way, the guy calling the plays was Freddie Kitchens. That didn't right. help things either. Right. It didn't, no, not at all. I mean, I think the thing with the Broncos is that it's just assumed that Drew Locke's going to take this massive leap forward and be an elite. He's played five games. I mean, I like Drew Locke. I think he could be good, but your, your point about John Elway's track record of quarterbacks doesn't suggest that Drew Locke is going to come out and throw for 4,000 passing yards and 30 touchdowns in a shortened off season where he's trying to get on the same page as, you know, as Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and Gordon, you know, trying to work in Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay. There's, there's all kinds of stuff to worry about. So I would, I would definitely take the Broncos under and there's no chance I would, I would touch their 50 to one Super Bowl odds. Is there, is there somebody in this range that does intrigue you though? So I'm not going to make a bet on this team, but the Falcons, I do have a 10 to one. Uh, I think they're down to eight to one to win the division. I mentioned that division is really interesting, even though people are not that high on the Panthers this year. I do think that there will be some interesting losses by the Bucks and the Saints. How come Dan Quinn didn't get fired? Right. What, why did they keep him on? And then they go six and two down the stretch, right? Arthur Blank was too embarrassed to fire him, I feel like. Okay, and fair. But there's got to be something as far as job performance that's there. I mean, did Dan Quinn just not recover from that Patriots Super Bowl? Is that what it was? I mean, at some point in time, you still have Matt Ryan. They are a very cohesive team. Julio Jones is an absolute beast. Come on. I I don't know. So, no, I'm not betting the Falcons uh, at 40-1, to but that's about the only team – on that list that I could somehow make a long shot case for just because I do think if they can win their division, um, it, it'll be really interesting. I like their season win total over as well. So I, I'm, I'm a little high on them. We'll see how it plays out obviously, but should I, am I going to tell your listeners to go out and bet the Falcons on the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't pass the say it out. It's like walk to your hallway mirror and say it, like look yourself in the eyes and say it out loud. Test. Point yourself. Yeah. Right, like you yeah, have like, to bet on Atlanta Falcons. No, uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I think they win nine games. I, I think their schedule is somewhat favorable. We speak about we spoke about uh, home field advantage. I do think that that will be good for them. Some of these other teams, not so much, but the the Falcons have a good shot to supersede the Vegas expectations. We've seen the Falcons be really, really good before with the same personnel that they have now. And we've seen them be good for stretches of time. So I could buy into it. I, I, they, they annoy me because they keep doing the 11, uh, first, former first round pick thing that bugs the crap out of me. I don't know why and I can't get past it. And I feel like their depth isn't very good, even though I love Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, Todd Gurley. I mean, look, maybe he comes out and he's. Yeah, but to me, uh, Todd Gurley is, is a really interesting X factor for the Falcons. I, that's why I didn't mention him. I'm still hearing that he's not a hundred percent. So I, I didn't want to upgrade the Falcons with Gurley thinking, Hey, Gurley's going to have a possible breakout year like he did the year with the Rams, right? This is kind of a thing where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to put you over here until you prove me otherwise. Yeah. 
Fair. Um, I would say that, the, and I know you said that you hate this team, but the one team on here that kind of intrigues me is the Texans at 50 to 1. I don't hate this team. I told you. I think that they have some really great guys, and we know they have a good defense. I don't think that they Bill Bryan. I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's a great quarterback. Maybe he wants to go to Denver, and maybe Bill O'Brien will trade John Elway, uh, Drew Locke for, for uh, Deshaun Watson, because that's about how his trade worked out with David Johnson and, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that was bad, man. Like, what does the Texans offense look like? I can't figure it out. I keep thinking it's going to be like, feed David Johnson, then Deshaun Watson throws vertical bombs, and you hope it works out, and it probably doesn't. I can't. Like he just can't get a grasp on what. Well, what, you don't have D Hop there to make incredible catches. Right. It, it gets a little dicey, right? Uh, I, I'm not of the mantra of just throw it up and hope your receiver goes and gets it. And some of these quarterbacks tend to play to that. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers sometimes does that. And I'm going, good God, I, I need. I, I understand you want to have big, exciting plays, but those those type of scenarios only pan out really well when you have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, like a Julio Jones, they're going to go up. They're going to make those big plays, even if they are double teamed. I mean, that, that's, that's a big ask for a lot of these wide receivers these days. I agree. All right. So the, I guess the lesson here, Kelly, is that there aren't very many good Super Bowl value plays. I mean, there's a reason why these teams are 50 to one. The who, the text, the, any of them. Any yeah. on your list, whether it's the Cardinals, Browns, Falcons, Chargers, Bears, Lions, Raiders, uh, they're that steep for a reason. It's in the bookmakers have a job and their job is to entice bets. So they know that these teams are already undervalued because they're against Super Bowl odds, like we spoke at the beginning of the show. So it's something to really consider here. I mean, should the Broncos be 50 to one? They should probably be closer, in my opinion, to 60 to one. But we have everybody talking about Drew Locke and all these weapons and this and that. Again, Vic Fangio, great defensive mind. I'm not sold on them being a head coach yet. We'll see. I'm going to give him a shot, just like I do with any other head coach. You, you deserve your, your moment in the spotlight, but that's just the bottom line. Maybe he's a better defensive coordinator. Yeah, and they could end up being really conservative. I, I'm with you. I don't think any – don't bet on the Chargers. You should learn your lesson by that by now. Lions and the Raiders, eh. I mean, the problem is you just – these teams have to get through the higher-end teams to win the Super Bowl, and to do that, like, you just might as well wait till the playoffs and bet on them. Uh, okay, so with that in mind, what best bets do you actually have for the season? You mentioned uh, several, and I think if I had to guess, you would bet on the, um, the Packers' seat win total under, the Broncos' win total under. Are those two right? So I did bet the Packers – Season win total under, I bet it, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now, these are kind of interesting because of this whole COVID world that we live in now. If yeah. a game gets canceled, you're in deep doo-doo, right? Like that's going to be real bad. So well, if they only play 14 games, the bets are going to be canceled. Correct. Most likely. And again, we stress this every day that we talk about these. If you are betting on these, make sure that your book has it set up where 16 games must be played if you're betting it over. Now, if you're betting an under, you don't care how many games you played. Like, you, like if you're betting an under, you want 12 games played. This is also true. But if you're taking a Chiefs over 10 and a half season win total and Patrick Mahomes or Tyreek Hill or 10 of the guys on the offense all of a sudden get COVID and you're playing with all backups for two games, I mean, if they're really going to quarantine guys for 14 days after a positive test, 
That is not a position I want to be in. So again, remember that kind of tread lightly here. Of course, I could, I could go through every single one and make a case for either the over or the under, but this is what I only personally played. I also have the, I have the Lions also over six and a half wins. Yeah. Uh, I have the Falcons over, which I mentioned. I did not play the Broncos. I, I go off of who's favored and how many games and where. And the Broncos, as I mentioned, it was too close to call. And this is a, this is a team that I'm very harsh on all the time. If you didn't gather that from our previous conversation about the Broncos, and I think <laughs> it's very important if you are a fan of a team to be, to scrutinize them the most, because you want to make sure that none of your fandom is getting away of your bankroll. That being said, I also, I bet the Falcon season win total over the Cardinals is one I have circled. I have not bet it yet. They're one I have circled. I'm considering making a play on their over. And if I forgot to mention already, I'm over the Steelers nine and a half. That's probably my favorite. I do think the Steelers uh, will win the AFC North. And uh, listen, this is going to be Lamar and Big Ben back and forth. But I, I mean, I like the Browns week one versus the Ravens. Yeah. So here we are going, okay, the Ravens on upset alert week one. What do we see from Lamar? What have we seen from quarterbacks similar to Lamar in the past? Not everybody can be a Patrick Mahomes where you somehow trick the defensive coordinators. And even Patrick Mahomes may not be Patrick Mahomes this year. Once you get defensive coordinators and they get tons of tape on you and they can learn your mannerisms and understand what your next move is, it's kind of over for some of these mobile quarterbacks. Mm. And I don't want to say that happened in the Titans game because obviously the the Ravens and Lamar still had a good game, but the Titans had the better game plan. But I kind of have that in the back of my mind going, okay, is there a possibility here where the Ravens see some regression because Lamar is not this new hot and upcoming quarterback because he's been in the league now we have tape on them. We understand what's going to happen here. So uh, this Ravens team, I have not bet their season one total under yet, but I, I'm probably going to do that just because I think it correlates with the Steelers over. Okay. I backed that. Look, that was my move last year. I was like, the Browns were getting all the hype. I was like, fade the Browns. Yeah. The Steelers are the best team in this division. Book it. And I just didn't see the Ravens train coming. And I, I regret that. That was stupid. But I think like the Steelers are, the Steelers are being slept on again this year. And it would be surprising, I think, if the Ravens just steamrolled the rest of the division, assuming Big Ben is healthy. Like, the, the Steelers held their own with Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, they they always do. That is such a – like, that whole division – and I don't want to discredit the Bengals and not talk about them at all. We'll see how they play to the mix, especially early on. Um, we know historically the Bengals have put up a fight in some of these early games, but Andy Dalton isn't their quarterback anymore. So something to consider there. How's Joe Burrow going to do in the NFL? Makes me a little nervous. That being said, the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers probably hate each other more than any other division in football. And I think it's going to be a knockout drag out fight on the road for the Steelers or the Ravens in Cleveland and, you know, vice versa in Pittsburgh and in Baltimore. So it's, it's, I think it's a potential three dog race there. I, I'm, I don't have the Browns as high. I, I still have the Browns winning seven games this year. I know nobody wants to hear that from Cleveland and I apologize, <laughs> but I, I think it's, I think it's the Steelers and the Ravens are neck and neck. And, and I think the Steelers are worth the plus money play. All right. Anything else you want to throw out there? Promoting That's all I got. Uh, the laundry I'm list. So excited. I, it's a laundry list. I mean, you know, we're here. 
I'm excited. Football is finally here. I've been begging for football to be here since mid-March. Uh, I'm excited that this is it's going to be the best product that we can probably get for a while. So we're going to take it and run with it and hopefully make some bucks. Well, hopefully, let's make some money. Let's get 16 games. Follow her at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. Watch her on BR Betting on Wager Talk. And uh, go listen to the, the Kelly and Murray show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Always fun to talk to you, Kelly. Thanks, Will. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+. Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.